With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are now listening to Man of Faithful Radio. The show hosted by Faithful, Man of Faithful, What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Man of Faithful. I hope everyone had a blessed week, and I'm glad you're tuned in today. It is a very special day. It is my favorite type of Monday. I hope y'all can guess. It's Victory Monday. Victory Monday. What day is it, Super Duper Producer? It's Victory Monday. Not just any type of Monday. No, 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 no. You have to say it right. It is Victory Monday. Jimmy G, what can you say? All right. Now we got to get all the bubble jumble out the way. So welcome to United Faithful Radio. For, the, for y'all who are listening for your first time, I really, really appreciate y'all listening. Ah, this is the show for the faithful, by a faithful. I'm not a faithful, your host. You can go ahead and call in the show at 646-668-8467. That number again, 646-668, Kendrick Bourne, Daniel Kilgore. And the number to text in is 408-755-0030. Oh. And Radio AFS. And Radio AFS. Is our see you messed me up. Radio AFS has advertising packages for you to advertise on any radio AFS show for as little as $25 a month. Go ahead and email me at ninerfaithfulradio at gmail.com and I'll go ahead and uh, shoot y'all those wonderful, wonderful details. So now that that's all out the way, how y'all doing? How's everybody doing? We're just going ahead and going through sound check. I apologize. We're a little bit late today. Uh, we had some a little bit of technical difficulties. We're always having difficult difficulties, aren't we? All right. So it sounds like crap, so we're going to go ahead and just do this. And, um, and um, I'm going to go ahead and take out my headphones because I think they're kind of screwy. So we're going to go ahead and wait for the all good. It's a, it's a little delayed, so y'all got to excuse us. Oh, I'm just waiting for the thumbs up. Oh, da, 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 da. Come on, super duper producer. Oh, come on. Oh, man. Tell people. So if you want to be a producer for Niner Faithful Radio, go ahead and send me your resume. (laughs) No, just joking. Is it good? Yeah, better? Okay. So we just know I need new headphones now. That's we just know it is. Okay, so I went ahead and got the um I went ahead and got the we're good. So we're good. Oh man, we got a great game going. Wasn't that a great game yesterday? You know what though? Those are the best games, aren't they? I think those are the best games. Like come on. Let's be realistic. Those are the best games to do. We've got a uh, come on now, last down to the last minute and gave me a chance. Three, two seconds. 
Ooh, last down. Thank God we have that last time out. <laughs> Might have been kind of hairy there for a second. But, um, oh, man, it was a great game. I don't know what y'all talking about. I loved it. Okay? And you know what? After you dealt with your freaking football team for the majority of your freaking life, not doing shit, you would cry, too, if you finally feel that, that you're on the right path. I mean, it was so beautiful. You feel me? See, that's what I was telling you yesterday. Is that not what I told you yesterday? When I was like, look, people don't understand how I get so emotional. I wasn't around in 79 when we drafted Joe. I wasn't around in 80. I wasn't around in 81 when we drafted, uh, we drafted Carl Wilson, um, Eric Wright, and Ronnie Lott. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't around. Well, I was two years old in 88 when we traded for Steve Young. So you got to forgive me. I didn't watch the last dynasty be built. I was just born in the middle of it. You feel me? Oh, I don't know. Wait, okay, so you consider, they said the Niners dynasty was from 81 to 90. Well, okay, so if you consider the last time we made the playoffs was, was 98, so from 81 to 98, that's what? 81 to 98, that's 27 years? What, because 89, no, 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 no. Because 89 and 90, 91 would be 10 years, plus another seven years, so 17 years. Okay, so I was born in 86. So, I mean, yeah, okay, I was around for the majority of it, but, I mean, let's be realistic. I don't remember when I was two. I don't remember when I was two. I don't even remember really the last Super Bowl. I remember is I remember Steve Young and Jerry Rice hugging in the um, – hugging in the um, – I remember Jerry Rice and Steve Young hugging in, in the, you know, locker room celebration – and things like that, but I don't, I wouldn't remember like I would now, you know, there wasn't the emotion, there wasn't, I mean, I was happy, you know, but I, I, I truly didn't understand what we did. I was nine years old, and even 10. I wasn't even nine yet, I was eight. You know what I'm saying? I was eight years old. I wasn't almost nine. So, I mean, I didn't understand exactly what was going on? Not not that now, like I would appreciate it now. I would, of course, I would appreciate it a lot more. You know, I'd be a lot more emotional. You know, there there would be a lot more. You know, there's a lot of years. I tell people all the time, like, look, you know, some people want to call me a bandwagon fan because you know I, I joined in '89, but first of all, I was three. You can't call somebody a bandwagon fan that's three. Okay, first of all. Okay, second of all. You know what? I don't feel that I'm a bad wagon fan because I've, for the majority of my life, what has the football team done? You know what I'm saying? For the majority of my life, we haven't won a championship. I mean, I've been alive for three, but like I said, I don't really remember. Exactly. I remember I was told. I don't really remember anything. I remember pointing at the TV and I remember seeing what I assumed was Jerry Rice because that's what I was told. I just saw a Niner. I didn't know who the hell he was. I didn't even know it was a Niner, actually. I just, you know what I'm saying? I, but now I know, you know what I'm saying? Now, now I know that it was a Niner, and I was told it was Jerry Rice, So, which would make sense why he's my all-time favorite Niner. But um, I had to make sure that we were still on speaker. This new phone, y'all, it's messing with me. Okay, so I did all that. All right, so we're all good on this. I'm not worrying about anything else until after the show. Um, we really need to give me a professional mic. But, yeah, so I'm going to start off the show with this statistic. This statistic killed me, okay? So in the year 2000, Jeff Garcia passed for 300 yards uh, for, for three, consecutive, uh, three consecutive games for um, th- uh, two different times. He did it for um, against the Raiders, Packers, and Panthers, and then he did it against the Chargers, Saints, and Bears. So they say that they say that the last time a, a Niner quarterback passed for 300 yards in back-to-back games was 2000. It was Jeff Garcia. So we'll just say it was the, we'll just say it was the Saints and Bears. 
okay, for, for all intents and purposes, even though he did it three in a row. So the last two of that sequence was Saints-Bears. So listen to how crazy this is, okay? The exact date of those games, y'all will never believe this, the exact date of those games, December 10th and December 17th of 2000. Okay, so that literally means that yesterday was exactly 17 years that a Niner quarterback had passed for uh, 300 yards in back-to-back games. And exactly, like, the week before and that week were exactly both 17 years apart. That is crazy. So to put that in a little bit of perspective for y'all, I was 14 years old. I was barely just just finishing up my first semester, or, or might have already finished up, my first semester in high school. That tells you how long ago that was. I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school. What year was that? 2000. So what, you were 23? 23. 17 years ago, you were 40. That would be 23 years ago. 23 years ago. Yeah, you were 20. That was 23 years ago. No, I was 21. No. You're 40. 40 minus 17 is 23. The first time I went to Vegas was 2001. I'm telling you, 17 minus 40 is 23. Okay. Because you figure 17, 20, 20 plus 7, 23 plus 7 is 30. Add another 10 years, that's 40. That was you were 23. All right? Yeah. No, I was 21 in 2000. Here, we're going to do the math right now, okay? So. 23 plus 17 is 40. Do you see the math? So you are 40 old, 41 years old. Okay? I mean, like, I'm not the world's most genius at math, but still. So, yeah, so that's crazy. I couldn't even, like, that really shocked the hell out of me. Like, I really started thinking about that, and I started, now, I mean, of course, I remember those games. Like, I don't remember remember those games. Like, I can't tell you exactly, like, what happened at what second or whatever like that. Come, come on, bro. It was 17 years ago. But if I watched some highlights, I bet you I could – there would be something that I'd play. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how usually it is. You know, like, I don't remember every moment of the Niners-Saints game back in 2000 when Lance Schultz ran that pick six back. You feel me? But, like, you know what? But when I watch that, I'm like, ah, oh, that game. I mean, yeah, there's certain plays, like, you know, the Vernon, you know, the catch three and all that type of stuff, the catch two, you know. But you don't remember – nobody remembers every single play of, of, every single game. of every single game. But it's like little nuances. Like, for example, I was listening to the Gary and Larry show on KNBR here in the Bay, and Larry Cougar happened – this is why I love listening to my little talk shows and everything because I get little Niner new, nuggets like this. Where he said that um oh, who was it oh, I forget the player's name now it wasn't Charlie Young but um it was in the '89 Super Bowl that um a Niner defensive lineman might have been Cedric Hardman I don't think it was Cedric Hardman though but he was um, calling out the cadence of the quarterback and it caused the center to snap snap the ball before the quarterback was ready they had to land on the fumble and kick a field goal, which led to the Niners being able to drive down the field. And, and of course, you know, the rest is history, as they say. But um, so, like, you know, you remember little things like that. But that was um, – you know what? I think I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that Bears game. That see, I knew something told me that I would I, – I remember that Bears game. I totally remember what the Bear, what what it was now. Um. I totally remember what it was. That was Jerry Rice's last home game. That's what I knew that date sounded familiar. That's what it was. It was Jerry Rice's last home game. I think it was that Super Bowl. I remember somebody breaking their ankle and actually flopping around. No, I already told you. You're thinking the Joe Theismann play. Or was it a specifically a Niners game? I, I don't know. I was because, okay, 12. So 12, I'm trying to think of when you were 12. You were 12 in. What, 87, 87, it was 89. Late, late, late. Okay, so the only thing I could think of is maybe Joe Theismann. 
But he broke his leg on his ankle. It, it was something with his leg or his ankle. I just remember seeing. It was, oh wow, we got a we got a call. So let me go ahead and switch this caller on. You're on the air with Niner Faithful. How you doing? What's up? What's going on, TJ? It's Farmer. Oh, hey, Farmer. What's up, Farmer? Not much, man. I uh, just want, wanted to uh, talk a, a little Niner ball. It, it, it's been a while since I've uh, called in and, and uh, talked some uh, Niner ball with you. Oh, I mean, come on, brother. Now is the perfect time. Now, I was just telling – you'll probably remember this a little bit more than I do, but I was just telling the listeners right now that it was exactly 17 years ago yesterday that we had a, a quarterback uh, pass for 300 yards in back-to-back games. I mean, that that's correct. To, to put a little bit of that into perspective, I was 14 years old. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's so, what I, I'm kind of – kind of calling to, to, to talk about, you know, uh, Jimmy G is doing a, a great job. You know, he, he's got us to uh, a, a three-game win streak, which is awesome. I'm, I'm super stoked about that. I can't remember why well, I can, but, it, but it's been a long-ass time, part, pardon my French, yeah. um, where, yeah. where we've had a three-game win streak. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. let's put this three-game win streak in perspective. And now th- this isn't dogging on Jimmy G. This isn't dogging on Mike, you know, on on Shanahan or or, or the team by any means or, or or our quarterback. But we beat the Bears. They're ranked ninth yeah. in defense total. Okay, that's one top ten team in defense out of these three wins that 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 we have beat. Okay, the Texans. Yeah. They're twenty fifth. Oh yeah, yeah, that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Texans was, I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm the most optimistic, glasses half right. old Niner fan, out there. But right. yeah, that one was the, 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 the Texan was okay. was a little suspect. <laughs> right now, now Tennessee, which was which is the game that that we won yesterday, they're 13th yeah. in the league. So, I believe that the test for Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Will be this week against the Jacksonville mm-hmm. Jaguars. Reason being is that they are ranked third in defense. Yeah, over is that overall defense? Because I know the number one is sack, and I believe they were like, Correct. I know they're top two or three in, in points allowed. Right. The, the, I, I'm talking overall. I'm not talking. You know, yeah. I, I'm just talking. You know, across the board here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They are averaging 14.9 points a game. Now, if anybody thinks that that, that I'm a statistical genius, that's not the case. I'm actually looking these stats up as we speak, so I don't sound like a raging buffoon here on the air with you. So I believe that this test coming this Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Santa Clara. I believe will be the defining moment of if Jimmy G can really, really pull this together and make it a four-game win streak because now he's facing a number three defense in the league. Yeah, no, I, I, I was, I was going to get oh, – after the gushing and the excitement, I mean, you know, super-duper secret producer will tell you, I mean, I went ballistic yesterday – and I told her, I, you know, I even got a little bit emotional. I told people, I said, you don't understand. After literally watching every single game of the last three years, every moment mm-hmm. of every game, having my heart broken, I mean, I don't need to go into it. We're all Niner fans. We all know. Right. You know, and especially this year with the nine close losses and all that, just the release of, of seeing it. Now, I will – I will preference it by, like you said, these aren't. This isn't like we we beat the Steelers, Patriots, and and you know Green Bay or something like that. You know we do need to. Right. But I think. Or 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 the Vikings, you know. Or even the Vikings, and, and I think that what 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 you're saying is totally right. And this this will be the biggest test. I dare to say this is probably minus 2014. This coming up game on Christmas Eve. Uh, will be the biggest game at Levi Stadium. I, I would de- dare definitely. to say, minus the first year, this is definitely the biggest game at Levi Stadium. 
you know, oh, just mo- mo- most definitely. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm a, a, as optimistic a, a, as any of the other Niner faithfuls that are out there, but let's not crown Jimmy G as the next coming of Christ. Hey, yes, yes, I will agree with you. I will officially come on the radio and say this. Can we calm down on the Joe comparison? Right. Can, can we, right. For real. Please. Like, Please. I, I will agree. I will agree when I watched him, that touchdown pass to Selleck, I've watched, of course, you know, we've all watched the, uh, the catch a million times and everything like that. That was very Joe-esque in the way that he was calm. He was cool. He, he didn't panic when he got the rush. He, he went to right. available area and, and kept his eyes downfield. And to me, as much as a, of a cap supporter as I was, the, I looked at Super Duper Secret Producer and I said, Cap puts his head down and tries to run that ball in. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And whether he would have scored or not is irrelevant. Cap puts his head down. Right. And Cap puts his head down and tries to score. What did Jimmy G do? Jimmy G kept his head up, spotted Selleck, and then threw it. And, and his decision-making – and I remember you and me were discussing this. Um, I want to say maybe it was Beathard's second start. We were discussing that he mm-hmm. simply just held, held on to the ball too long. And the Correct. release that Jimmy G has is I remember just watching um, when Jimmy G had his first practice. They did um, Niners, uh, the Niners website went live to it, and they showed T.J. Beathard and Jimmy G throwing, just throwing simple warm-up passes. And you could tell mm-hmm. the ball guy, Rappo's house, uh, out of his hands so ridiculously fast. I mean, it was crazy. Now, right, but when I would look at who Jimmy G was following behind. Of course, of course, of course. You know, that's no secret. Has, I mean, me personally, know, it, it would be like trying to compare. You know, somebody. You know, the 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 backup behind. I don't know. You know, another great. You know, and, and that's tough for me to say about Tom Brady. I, I, I can't believe I just said that. But, you know, CJ, is, he's, a, he's a rookie. You know, so I believe that, that CJ now may have a mentor in Jimmy G yeah, yeah. To, to say, hey, you know, you, you, you rode the pine behind Tom Brady. I'm going to yeah. listen to you. I'm going to look at how you throw, and I'm going to adjust my style of my letting go of the football, because who did exactly. C.J. Beathard have to follow behind? Hoyer? No, but come on. Hoyer. Now. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. And it's like I told Super Duper Secret Producer yesterday, is I, I was one of the very few people, even though I wasn't living in the Bay Area, I was one of the very few people that, um, you know, still had my friends out here that everybody was ready to count crap. Uh, crown cap as as the next Joe Montana, and I said, wait, 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 hold on, let's let's come down a little bit, like you know, let's let's wait, let's you know figure, you know, let's see a full season of him before we're ready to retire his jersey. Lo and behold, we all right. know what happened. Now we do the thing that I'm excited about, and that I think Niners fans need to really pick this out, is that are the Niners better? With Jimmy G on the team, the question is, it's no doubt. There, there's right. just no question that the Niners, now does that make them a playoff contender next year? Does that make them a super That's to be determined later. But the fact is that what we need to do is we need to, like you said, put it in perspective, but you see the talent. And that, that's, that's all, do. I think that's all Niners fans can ask for right now. Is okay. Can we see? You know, that uh, does he read the field? Yes. You know, can, can you tell mm-hmm. that he goes through his progressions in a fast pace? Yes. Does he have yes. arm strength? Yes. Does he have arm, arm talent? Yes. Can you tell that he studied behind not the greatest, but a great quarterback? Not the greatest, because four and zero will never beat five and two. I don't give a, I don't give a right. damn how many right. games he wins. Right. You know, four four and zero is four and zero. But um. Right. You know, and can you check those boxes? Yes, 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 yes. Now, does that, I think, does that mean that we don't bring in another quarterback next year? I mean, I wouldn't say that it would be our top priority. I personally think edge rusher or a shutdown corner. 
you know, right. uh, some guards. Because let's be let's be very clear. If I have to watch Dame Beatles at right tackle next year, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 you might as well just keep your head shaved because we, we're all gonna go bald. I know, right? Right. Good thing my head shaved. Right. I, I, I you know what right. I did, Farmer. I just I, I'm just ahead of the curve is all. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, you know, my 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 thought process is we need another inside linebacker. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the uh, loss of of uh, Navarro Bowman to um, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, yeah, right. You know, I I think we we need to address that because Eric Reed is not a middle linebacker. There's no way in ACLL no. that, that, that he should even be in that spot. But if you look at who we have, well, all right, let, let's put him in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So about Eric Reed, um, do you re-sign him? <sighs> See, that's I don't a know. tough one. Because you got, you got the quantity part. See, and that's a tough one because Eric Reed has – in the beginning of the year, I said if he could stay healthy, go ahead. You know, if he right. if he can stay healthy, because you know we're not going to turn this into argue, um, a show arguing about whether you know we believe people believe in this protest or not. But right. I, I am that, not going to deny. That's not even a a, a a thought in my mind. The uh, thought in my my no, mind I'm is not going to is, deny is he going to be in his, his old spot? Right. Is he going to be in his old spot, or or is he going to be a a middle linebacker. If if he's putting yeah. them him as a middle linebacker, you cut him now. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. But see, he he's not gonna have a great market because of the Anthem protest, whether it's wrong or right. He's not gonna have a great market. You know, so but his at a reasonable on the football field should matter. I, I don't I get yeah. two rats, buddy, if you stand, kneel, sit, pick your ass or whatever you're doing. I don't yeah, that's me though, you know. But again, if, if they're going to market him as a middle linebacker, Eric Reed's going to be on, yeah. on the unemployment line. Yeah, no, 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 no. In the box, in the box safety, box safety is I think his ideal position. He's a big physical corner. Right. Well, this, he is now. Is, he, is, he had to bulk up. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, just, just and this is the thing, This is the thing. That this is now we've obviously talked about his pros and, and, and things like that. He's a little suspect in coverage. Delaney Walker embarrassed him a couple of times, and let's let's be yeah. let's be realistic. Delaney Walker doesn't True. have drop drop itis yesterday. He has two touchdowns, and we might be talking about right. a different we might be talking about a different football game. So, True. Very, very I true. think that if we go in if we go into the offseason, and we say, okay, fine, Adrian Colbert, Jimmy Ward, you're going to be competing for the starting uh, uh, free, safety, free safety spot, and then if Jimmy doesn't win it, you move him in over the corner, you know, and then he can move into the slot in three receiver situations. And right. then you, sit, you go between him and Jaquaski, and then Eric Reed between Jaquaski Tart, and you, you let them compete it out. But the thing about it, if Eric Reed wants to be be paid like a you know Pro Bowl starting strong safety, hey, thanks thanks for your years of service, but you know thanks for right. no thanks. You know, but if he wants a, a reasonable you know? team friendly contract, you know, if he wants a, a reasonable team friendly contract, I, I, I see no issues with with re-signing him. Dante Johnson's gone. Right. But Dante get him Johnson, out of the Johnson box. Right. Get him out of the box. Yeah. But see, get him out of the box and then put him at, put him at free safety? Yeah. Put, put him yeah. at free safety and let him move into the box. Because we all know Eric Reed can hit. Yeah. That's no question. He just does not look comfortable in the box. No, and he was he he he's subject he he's subject to to coverage. I mean, I mean, coverage mm-hmm. has never been his strong suit, and that's right. what see, and and that's when 
And this is what, what the great thing about the Niners were, was we had Patrick Willis, you know, back in Eric Reed's rookie year, we had Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis was the best linebacker probably maybe that I've ever seen personally in my life, especially at covering the tight end, which allowed Eric right. Reed not, not to be so suspect in coverage. So eventually, <laughs> eventually the plan obviously is to put Reuben Foster in the middle, you know, and I, I think that that will cover up too, some man. Of, He scares me. He scares me because it just seems like every play he's going to have, it he seems hurt. like he's reacting. It's, it's, it, it's not so much the, 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 the banged upness and everything like that. It's just he acts like it's going to be a season. His reaction's always like it's a season-ending injury. So my heart's always right. stopping, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, this is the one. You know, I remember, um, you know, blessed enough to go to the, the opening game this year. I remember when he went down in the opening game, and, you know, mm-hmm. I never heard a stadium go, go that quiet that fast. And I, I remember right. thinking to myself, Oh my God, it's his knee. Oh my God, it's his knee. He's done. And, you know, then you see him jogging back up onto the field and you find out it was just, you know, I shouldn't say just a high ankle sprain because, you know, those are pretty painful. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not, like he, it's not like, you know, it was Navarro Bowman all over again. And that's right. the only concern when we drafted him. I remember jumping up and down, screaming, saying, We got him, we got him, we got him. And I said, The only concern I have is can he stay healthy? That's the only concern right. I had, which, which is a, a concern That's with fine. any football player. Right. You know, the, 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 right. it's, it's a concern but, with any but, football but, player. I mean, we all know the violence, the violence right. of, of this game. But we game. drafted him hurt, though. That's the thing is we drafted him hurt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you, know if you put mean, a gun. It's like a Trent Balky move. You know, it's like Lynch pulled a Trent Balky move on us. You know, I was yeah, like, he what did. Are, who's pulling the – you know, who's pulling the strings here? Is Trent still somewhere around, you know, whispering in Lynch's right. ear, you know, Trent drafting her players? I'm like, are you French and kidding me right now, you know? The thing that I got is that I think if you put a, a gun to John Lynch's head, you know, and, and you ask him to be honest, I think he chalked up this year as, as, a, as a transition year. So I think that when, oh, when, you, when, you, go into, when you go into this year, okay, you have um, you have Will Smith, you have and you have Navarro Bowman, you know you have you, the you know Ahmad Burks, the different type of linebackers we had. I think how he envisioned it is, hey, if Ruben can't come in, you know his shoulders hurt, you know we got it, whatever. We got Bo for one more season, and we can just bring him out 2018. If his shoulders fine and he's healthy, we just got the steal of the draft. Because right. Ruben Foster, without being hurt, is a top three talent. I mean, nobody Definitely. can deny that. Ruben Foster is, without being hurt, John Lynch even questioned on going with, um, going with him at three and was um, talked, about, talked out of it by Adam Peters and said, no, let's get Solomon right. and we'll get Ruben later on. We'll get Ruben later on. Because you can see what John Lynch wanted to do this draft. He wanted to get his Warren staff, so he got Solomon Thomas. And he wanted to get his Derek Brooks, so he got Reuben Foster. You, 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 right. you could see the identity. And that's why I was skeptical of John Lynch at first, you know. But I think that now you're starting to see his identity on this football team. And, and you're starting right. to see the vision. And you're starting to see the planet. Hey, you know what, Navarro? You don't want, you know, you don't want to buy into the program. You don't want to buy in what we're trying to do here. We don't need you. You know, right. Rashad Robinson, you want to throw hitchy fits on the sideline when you get benched. We don't need you. Deuces. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. whether you agree with all the moves or not, you have to love this decisiveness. You have to love the fact that they make a decision and they stick by it. And they're not afraid. I mean, Trent Bulky doesn't make this trade for Jimmy G. Let's not be mistaken, bro. Trent Bulky doesn't make this even on his drunkest, wild, craziest, smoking crack all night. He doesn't dream to trade for uh, the, the, the no. Bill Belichick doesn't call Trent Bulky and offer him Jimmy G yeah. for a second yeah. round pick. Hell no, no, that doesn't happen. And so, 
the thing that I think is also now, are you are you team get as many wins as you can or um, for a lack of better words, suck for luck type of situation? Man, I'm I'm all about let's get the dubs, man, because this this, this yeah. team, you know, granted there there's 24, 25, 24, if I'm not mistaken, all new players, so they don't know about yeah. the past. They they don't know how no. bad the 49ers have sucked for the past four years. So I'm all about let's run it up, let let's 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 get as many wins as we can, and then we can build from there. They're, they they feel the momentum. And uh, let's rock out with our, you know what, out man. Let's, you know, let let yeah. let let's show the the league that hey, you can't sleep on us. No, you know, and I think that that that's why this week is also important because you know the people are paying it attention. Is. You know, the people are paying attention. They're like, okay, fine. You you won your little three games. Cool. We're paying attention. Now let's see what you're doing when the, when the when the lights are the brightest. Now, obviously, let's not mistake ourselves. This is a game in December in a four and ten season, you know. But, right. But in our season, in our world this year, when the lights are brightest, what do we do? When the, when the lights are right. brightest, Kyle Shanahan talks about all the time. Is the moment too big for you? And so, right. I think that I, I'm with you as well. I, I think that. You know, um, being from the Bay Area, you know, and, and, and not necessarily growing up with Niner fans in my family, but still growing up around, you know, friends and friends' grandparents. And, you know, it, it, there's a tradition when, this fo- when that football team, when our football team walks on the field, the expectation is to dump. I grew up in the 90s. I grew up mostly in the 90s where when I was a, te- when I was a young kid, early teen years, it wasn't how much – it wasn't if the Niners were going to win. It's how much were they going to win by. And that just right. was the expectation. You just, you just knew that we were going to win. Yeah. You know, and I remember – I'm a child of, of, of Montana and Young. You know what I mean? So, good, trust me. <laughs> I know that mentality. So, and I feel that I want to start a petition, and I want to see, see if you're with it. I'm, I, I want Brock Coyle off the team. Yeah. Number 50. That dude – I don't know how he's still on the roster. I don't know who Johnson he's slurping on, but that dude is garbage. He is straight garbage. I was just about to ask you about him, too. That's so funny that you mentioned. Because <laughs> this is the he thing. Garbage, bro. This, is, this is the thing that I think happens sometimes with players is that they, they're exposed. And what I mean is Brock Coyle is a special teams backup. He's a special teams yeah. player slash backup. You know, slash so, ride the pine pony, slash water boy, slash, slash whatever you want to say. I agree. So if he plays, you know, two, three, four snaps for you a game, you're not doing that bad. That's way too much. You know, that's way too much. But – Yeah, this is my thing about it, is with the rest of the two games remaining, hell, really majority of the season, my evaluation of the Niners has been when we are competing for a championship in X year, whatever year that happens to be, will this player be on the team? And that's what what all this season to me, all this, that's what this season to me was about was figuring out, hey, 2019, 2018, 19, 20, whenever, when we're, we got this thing really cracking, are you going to be on this team? Yes or right. no? No, man, I, you know, I, I agree with you 100, 100%. Um, I don't know. I, I still don't know how he made it off the practice squad. But, you know, hey, it's, you know, he, 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 he's, he's doing a, a thing that, that I wish I was, and, and that was playing – uh, professional football, so you know he he's got to be good at, at doing something. But uh, man, I, I just wanted to, uh, to to call in and you know not to uh, you know put a uh, you know a, a, a glooming you know rainy or a rain cloud on Jimmy G or or these three wins. But you know we got to put it in perspective. Um, 
and uh, yeah, we'll yeah, see yeah. what we do this, this, this Sunday. And uh, Niner Faithful, it's always a pleasure talking Niner Ball with you. And uh, it's, you it's have a good uh, always, rest yeah. of your show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Farmer. Hey, you're welcome, brother. Take care. Yep. All right. That was Farmer, ladies and gentlemen, from the Beating Drums show and uh, Morning Cups of Sports here on Radio AFS. We always like to hear Farmer's opinion on um, various topics of Niner Ball. So that was awesome. That was a, that was a little special treat to get a, a call from Farmer today. So he made a lot of valid points, y'all. And I do want to say that we do need to put this in perspective before we go putting ourselves in the Super Bowl next year. We need to understand that we beat, uh, you know, even though Tennessee is eight and well eight and five going into the game, they're struggling. You know, it's not like we beat the New England Patriots. But to be able to put a positive spin on it, we're just going to go ahead and point out a few notes. I mean, because to me, it's, it's, it's about looking for positives and looking for signs and, and things to be able to say, hey, you know what? Can, can we work with this? You know, hey, Jimmy G has talent. You know, can we mold the talent? Can we? Because by no, no means is he a finished product. Let's be realistic. If Marcus Goodwin doesn't go up and grab that ball from that, that uh, player on Tennessee with the red gloves and doesn't knock down that ball in the end zone, that was basically both of those balls were picked, and Marquis Goodwin makes plays to um, make sure that they're not, we might be talking about a totally different football game. So by all means, you know, Jimmy G wasn't perfect, but, I mean, 31 of 43 for 381 yards and a touchdown. Raise your hand if you will take that for majority of the year. I take it. I'll I'll take that majority of the of, of the year. Well, exactly. That, yeah, that was yesterday. Um, game-winning drive started on our 25 with 107 left. It took them four plays to move it in the field goal range. Raise your hand if you'll take that. I'll take that. I'm sure they could easily gotten a touchdown, but they probably didn't want to push it. Oh, see, I, I shouldn't have. Um, I'll have to message Farmer later. I wanted to also. I forgot to get his opinion on Carlos Hyde. Um, 16 carries, 25 yards. Carlos, excuse me. Carlos Hyde was very underwhelming yesterday, extremely underwhelming. Now Tennessee has a great, uh, has a good run D, but Carlos Hyde, I just don't see franchise running back. I just don't see Frank Gore. I just don't see a franchise running back. Well, maybe one of these older players that we've had are just getting. Well, he's not old. He's only his third, fourth year. Maybe too old for the team, and we're just looking to get better players. You know what I think it is? You really want to know what I think Carlos Hyde is? I think Carlos Hyde was a running back that benefited greatly from Frank Gore. I I think Carlos Hyde was a running back that benefited greatly from Frank Gore and being Frank Gore's backup. I, I think that he's the type of player, and I'm not saying that he's not a starter in the league, but I think that his best football and his best opportunity to, you know, get the best out of him and everything was to have number 21, you know, pushing him for playing, you know, playing time. Because let's be realistic, there's no threat to Carlos Hyde. Not now. Who, who, who on the team is, is a threat to take Carlos Hyde's job? Because, you know what, if they were a threat, they would have already done it this year. Because they, Niners won't like to admit it or whatever like that, but if one if one of our young running backs steps up this year, if Joe Williams steps it up right. and shows something in the preseason, right. Carlos Hyde's not on this team. That's right. Next year. I'm saying, if well, next year he's a free agent. If Joe Williams steps up like everybody expected him to, or Matt, which might be to you know did good enough job to make the team. But if Joe Williams steps up and the running back that they expected when he drafts this year, Carlos Hyde isn't on this football team. Let's not put it this way. Carlos Hyde's on this football team because of the lack of production that other running backs put up and the, and the, the lack of uh, – because they might put it up in preseason games. Sure, Raheem Mostert had a great preseason. But, you know, I, 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 it would not surprise me if very rare, if very little evaluation actually happens in the games. But I bet you most of the evaluation happens in practice and training camp. Yeah. Then you got to prove yourself on the field. 
Exactly. But so we're gonna go ahead and run through some of these stats real quick. Marquis Goodwin. I think he 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 has one more year on his contract after this year. He's not a number one receiver. Uh some of these stats that I, I've got from Pro Football Focus uh have to be put into perspective on the fact that a lot of these numbers came while um, Pierre Gasson was hurt and he became our number one receiver. It's clear that he's Jimmy G's favorite target. Now, do I think that's because he's the greatest receiver on the team? Yeah, but I also think that's because Pierre Gasson doesn't get hurt. Because instead of him being targeted 13 times yesterday, Pierre Gasson gets targeted 13 times. Let's not, let's not mistake him. Pierre Gasson's healthy and playing yesterday. Marquis Good was not targeted 13 times. Okay. Goodwin. No. I'm all for Marquis Goodwin. The dedication that he showed to this football team to play mere hours after he lost his son and mere days after he lost his father and to say, I'm going to put the team first and not my personal issues, nobody would have questioned if he said that he wanted to go stay with his wife at the hospital. Nobody would have questioned that. You know what I'm saying? She did. Because he was actually really struggling with it and then got really a great a lot of support from his wife. Thank you, by the way, Mrs. Goodwin. Um, if, you know, nobody would have said, hey, I lost my dad. I need to go be with my mama. I need to go, you know, bury my father. Nobody would have questioned that. But, no, he says, I'm a niner. I need to put the team first. Awesome. Just, I, I love Marquise Goodwin. Now, these statistics, he had 10, he got 10 out of 13 targets, which two of them were really should have been picked, or sorry, one of them really should have been picked, and he ended up playing more of a receiver than an actual, or more of a cornerback than an actual receiver on that play. But, oh, where is it? Sorry. It was right here. Over, so the first three games, he had, uh, wow, where is it? I just had it. Oh, okay. In the first 11 games, he had 62 targets, 27 receptions, 528 yards, averaged, averaged uh, 48 yards a game. Okay? Just in the three games since Jimmy G came in, he has 33 targets, 24 receptions, and 319 yards, and is averaging 106.3 per game. That's amazing. He's only 103 yards away from having his first thousand yard receiver, uh, thousand yard season. So, is Marquise Goodwin our starting receiver on a Super Bowl team? No, but he's a receiver that you can bring in when you bring in third, three, four receiver sets. Yeah, is is he a piece that you want Kyle Shanahan to have the ability to 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 use to scheme? Yes, I, I fully believe that. You know what? I'd rather have him on the Niners and have Kyle Shanahan be able to use his speed to get other players open and all those type of things that he's able to do with the, his, the great mastermind he is. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm just saying. Okay, fine. But speed kills. Uh, on that Kendrick Bourne play, the reception he, bought, uh, he caught on the game-winning drive, the reason he caught that ball and he's so wide open is because two people went with Marquise Goodwin because they were worried about his speed. Kyle Shanahan knew that. Call a Pacific play to take advantage of that, and bada bing, bada boom, look what happened. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That and, and that's what makes me so excited because that's Bill Walsh like. That's what made Bill so great is because he could do that. He could scheme you. This is just you know Bill Walsh said that he would have the greatest football team ever if people just did what he told them to do. And Bill Walsh said I would have the greatest football team ever, just because it, you know it, it, it was just insane. Robbie Gold, can we get a, uh, a standing ovation for Robbie Gold? I mean, can we just – can we give Robbie Gold his props? Six for six, ice water in his veins. One of his only field goals that he missed all year was blocked, and the other one he missed. But one of them was blocked. I mean, this is since being cut from the Bears the season before last. He's 42 of 44. The only two he's missed have, have came with us. I mean, that's just – that's crazy. Jimmy G, 1,008 yards, 
most in three starts in Niners history. First since Y.A. Tittle to win his first three starts as a Niner. Now, as Farmer said, we do have to put an asterisk because it's the Bears, the, tech, the Titans, and the Texans. I do believe in, in Farmer uh, when I say that this will be the true test of Jimmy G, and, and he comes out looking like gold. You know, I think we still really, we still really might have something. You know, but you got to understand what he's going into these games with. And I think that's the reason why to get so excited. Is look, it's not like he has Pierre Gasson. It's not like he has T.O. It's not like he has Jerry. You feel me? He has Mark, you know, I mean, no disrespect to the, the players that we have, but, you know, he's not working with the world's greatest receiving core. And look what he's able to do. Now, we'll see when, you know, Jalen Ramsey goes against Marquise Goodwin next week. So, I mean, Farmer agreed with me, and, and I'm not opposed to say that as well that I'm not opposed to say that this is the biggest – this upcoming week is the biggest game at Levi Stadium in Levi Stadium's history. Could you make, make a break? Grapple? No. If he goes out and throws four picks and 120 yards and no touchdowns and it's sacked eight times, do I think mysteriously that Jimmy G is not going to win us a Super Bowl or shouldn't be our franchise quarterback? No. If he goes out and plays, throws for 450 yards and – five touchdowns and, you know, that's just an insane game. Do I think that that means he's going to be the next Joe Montana? No, one game does not make a quarterback. But that shows you that we got some. So I don't think that we should put ourselves in the Super Bowl if we go out and we blow out the Jags this week. You know. Okay, well, how do we throw against the Jags? I would have to go look. I, mean, I know we demolished them the last time we played them in London, but that was 2013? Yeah, 2013. So quite different Niner team and quite different Jaguars team as well. Uh, Jimmy G was sacked three times yesterday and took um, four four hits. So the line wasn't the greatest, but you know, Zay freaking Beatles, bro. Can we get rid of Zay Beatles already, bro? Can Kyle Shanahan quit blowing smoke up that nigga's ass? Please, can we do that? Zay Beatles is garbage. Okay. He is garbage. If I have to watch Zay Beatles play more football for the Niners next year, I'm not going to need to shave my head anymore. Especially after a while in that first. Yeah. Oh, my. He just – it was like he wasn't even there. You could have done a better job blocking him. I swear. And the freaking Panthers game, too. I watched the damn near all Panthers game. Right there at Levi's in standing room only. Boom, right by the offensive line. I can see the offensive line perfect for as long as they were driving the opposite way of us where, where we were standing. I can see I can see them the whole game. I can see the offensive line the whole game. So that was crazy. Now, this is – if you're of the thing and, and want to, you know, crown Jimmy G and everything, here's a little statistic that you can throw out. Jimmy G was blitzed on – 26 of 46 dropbacks yesterday. He was 16 of 23 for 214 yards and a passer rating of 98.8. That's pretty good. Because that's the best way that they say to be a young quarterback is to blitz the hell out of him. And that didn't seem to phase Jimmy G too bad. So, you know, those that's just little things that you want to add up. Little things that add up into, you know, bigger things. That's just a little thing positive, a little tidbit that you can take to say, these are the reasons why I feel positive. Because I'm not, I let Farmer come and, and, and say his piece, and um, I, I let Farmer come on and say his piece, and I agreed with, with some of the points he made. So what I'm all about is make statistical, you know, just whatever way that you make your argument, make it logical. So you want to tell me Jimmy G sucks? Okay, points of reasons why he sucks. Solid, concrete evidence. Now, I'm not saying Farmer said that he sucked. He didn't. You know, he, he seemed pumped and was like, look, I mean, look, I, I think any, any Niner fan that has a brain would realize Jimmy G needs to be our quarterback yeah. for the foreseeable future. I don't see anybody I'm more comfortable with under center. I just, I don't. So, I mean, I'm all for getting rid of whoever, just who are you going to bring in? And I personally don't see another quarterback that is available to us that we could bring in that would be that great, that or that would be better than Jimmy G right away. 
I personally don't see it because I don't think we're getting Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Well, Tom Brady's still under contract. That's what I'm saying. We're not getting Tom Brady. I mean, even then, even then, it's like, do you want to think about the future or do you want to think about right now? Because right now it would be Tom Brady. Sure, yeah. If Tom Brady came in, we'd probably be a very legit team next year. But, I, but for how long? But on the Patriots, exactly. Well, I'm just saying, for how long? Yeah. A year, a year two. Okay, that's fine. So, Or are we trying to sit there and say, hey, look, we can keep Jimmy G for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 10, 15 years type of, type of thing. Kendrick Bourne stepped up great yesterday. I love Kendrick Bourne. Four for 85. Trent Taylor with his four for 52. Seven of 14 on, on third downs, except for last week when we were two of 11. Third downs have greatly improved by, by the Niners. They say third down is the quarterback now. You know, that's another one of those Jimmy G stats that if you want to sit there and say, I, I'll have it for you all next week. I'll go ahead and look up each one of our individual third down games, and you'll see how progressively we've gotten better. Of course, Ruben, uh, I'm with, uh, as you know, you were with me when we dropped him. What did I say? I said, we got him. The only concern I have is, is he going to stay healthy? But he had his eight, eight tackles, seven solo, one QB hit. DeForest Buckner led the team. DeForest Buckner, bro. DeForest freaking Buckner is a beast. You know what I mean? He had his nine tackles, seven solo, a half a sack, uh, a PBU, and a quarterback hit. If we could actually get where, you know, they can't just focus on Buck and double team him, you know, they could, we could actually have a legit solid run. Oh, my God. The force was just, oh, my God, bro. I don't even want to – I can't even imagine it. It's so beautiful. The D – not the best game by the defense yesterday. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Not the best game by the defense yesterday. Uh, 328 yards, 90 on the ground. That was the first time in our three-game winning streak, or our, before yesterday, our two-game winning streak, that we have had the opponent outrush us and um, out-attempt rush us, outrush us, and, um, and still come up with the win, even though we did do the time of possession. We, we won the time of possession. We gave up. We only got one sack and five quarterback hits. We clearly need to get more. Keywon Williams is kind of stepping up a little bit. He was targeted twice, gave up two catches, but one was tackled immediately, and the other he only gave up four yards. Seventh time came up with three receptions on three targets for 63 yards and a touchdown. Red zone defense needs to improve. Two out of three in red zone, six six on 12 on third down. That definitely step up against the Jaguars. Uh, I already said that. I already said that. Yeah. So, yeah, we were outrushed 28 to 22. Jimmy Garoppolo, distribution, baby. He hit um, eight different receivers. So, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We got 43 seconds. So, for those who are listening to the live broadcast, you probably won't hear the outro, but I want to say this before um, so everybody can hear this from uh, myself and Super Secret Producer, and I'm pretty sure I, I, I'm joined by everybody at Radio AFS. We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Ramadan, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. If you're just simply going to be hanging out with families, may you have a blessed holiday. We want to see y'all, and Happy New Year. We want to see y'all again safe and sound in 2018, so please. Everybody be safe. It's okay. We can go over on the podcast. It's just going to be recorded. So we just want to go ahead and say happy holidays. Merry Christmas. May the Lord bless you in 2018. I pray for y'all to have a safe holiday. And before we're going to get out of here, I'd like to thank everybody for listening and remind you once again that Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as as $25 a month. Email me at NinerFaithfulRadio at gmail.com to get the details. Until next week, I'm going to go ahead and say peace, love, and happiness. Merry Christmas again. Alvin, go ahead and take it away, bro.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.